Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Air It Out Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan the Goose Gosker, here with you as always. And if you keep track at home, this is episode 74. And I'm going with the young buck, Joe Staley. He's not obviously young in NFL years, uh, but the guy's in his mid-40s. Uh, was an absolute dominant left tackle for the 49ers. They now have Trent Williams, so they just keep finding these left tackles. God bless them. Uh, much like how the Packers used to go from, how they went from Favre to Rodgers in the quarterback room, the San Francisco 49ers go from Joe Staley to Trent Williams. But uh, nonetheless, episode 74, I got my buddy and my co-host with me, Joel Ambioka, in the... Well, are we in the studio today, Jules? We are not. We are in... The parking lot of MetLife Stadium right now. We're doing a pod. We're in the car. Episode 74. I'm going to have to go with my guy Nick Mangold. Jets legend. Center. The best of the best. He's going into the Jets Ring of Honor this year, I believe. So, yeah. you want to, If you're a center, you want to watch some film. Nick Mangold is the guy. A centerpiece for the Jets in their tumultuous years, if you will. In the, in the 2002 to 2012 era, I believe. So here we are, MetLife parking lot, Goose. What's good, bro? Joe's, this is a lot of fun, man. It's kind of unbelievable. We've been out here uh, in the parking lot since about 9 a.m. We've done two shows in the parking lot. We have done two shows in the parking lot. We also did a show from your backyard last uh, two years ago. Plane episode, um, yes, sir. Where we heard the plane in the background. If you don't believe us, you'll see maybe we can hear some. There's some crowd noise going on behind us. Uh, we're having a lot of fun out here, a lot of cornhole going on. And uh, just a lot of fun, a big day today. Uh, with the Jets and the Giants, uh, both in action, huge games today. Joel's, I have not been to a Giants football game, I believe, in four years. I uh, will be, or no, it's almost five years, and it would be six in January. Well, that's definitely a lot. We were here for preseason this year. Wow. Yeah, I'm talking regular season football. Very true. And it's been a while since meaningful football has happened in December. We got here around 8.50. By 10 o'clock, the slot is filled. I can't even see left to right of me because of how many cars are here. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. And we're going to enjoy it and take it in. And we're with my brother. Um, if you're looking for us, we're in a Jeep Grand Cherokee with the license plate. No, I'm kidding. I'm not giving out my brother's license plate. Come on now. Well, we're but, having fun. There's wings. There's mac and cheese. There's wings and mac and cheese. What? And, and I, I felt like my brother Mark, his friend Patrick, who uh, is kind of like running the tailgate, ha- had a great saying: "Wings and mac and cheese for breakfast." What better could there possibly be? Joel's, I don't know the answer to that question, but it can't be much. So, but we've got a lot to talk about. A huge week last week, Joel. I was. On the money last week. I was firing picks left and right. You know, you take anybody that's playing the Denver Broncos. I got the upset pick of the week right in Jacksonville. It was a good week for your boy. Um, but we've got some. We've got a huge, huge weekend. And Joel's these weekends they only get bigger. They only get bigger as the season continues to roll on. So why don't we jump right into it? Well, if we're gonna start with it, we gotta start with Thursday, December first, when the Bills went on to beat the Patriots, twenty-four to ten. During Thursday Night Football, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I just think the Bills uh, had a kind of, not a get-right game, but you know they've been struggling the last few weeks, and Von Miller obviously getting hurt. Uh, they're just kind of getting primed and ready for the Jet game when they host the Jets next week. So uh, I think the Bills just needed a game to get right, Josh Allen a game to get right, and uh, Patriots are ripen for the taking. We will get more into this next week, but what are the implications you think of the Buffalo Jets showdown for the Jets' future? I mean, it's going to be huge. First of all, in the short future, it's going to be for the division. Uh, it's going to be one of those games that's going to go a long way in determining who wins. But I think for the psyche, Jolan, it's massive, right? We see the Jets with the Patriots. They haven't beat them in seven consecutive full years. They played them twice each year. You know, that's kind of that's psychological warfare 
uh, something the Jets are going to have to get over. But they've beaten Buffalo once already. So I, I think the, the Jets will have some confidence. We'll see what the weather is like next week. We move on to the Sunday, December 4th schedule, starting at 1 o'clock. No overseas games. The 7-5 Commanders travel to the Giants, take on the 7-4 New York Giants. Washington spread is minus 2.5 as the away favorites. Who do you got? Yeah, I mean, Joel's. we're here. We're live for it. We're having a lot of fun today. I got to take the Giants. And I, I think... This is a game the Giants are bringing back about five or six guys that are going to start for them right away. That's massive. That doesn't usually happen in any sport. Uh, you get that kind of impact coming back. So we'll see how they fare. But, Jolan, they need this win. I've said it for a long time. They have to get to nine wins to at least be in the playoffs. Ten guarantees them. Uh, and if you're looking at their schedule with two games against the Eagles, two against the Commanders, Minnesota, and the Colts in there too, you know, one of your two wins that you need to get in, you're looking at this Washington team. And this Washington team has played really well. Tyler Heineke, they're playing inspired football. But you know what? They're not playing solid football. Taylor. They're, Taylor, whatever. Tyler, Taylor. I, I, There might be a Tyler somewhere. Uh, but Taylor Heineke. Um, it, this giant team needs this dub. Jolan, biggest game in East Rutherford for the Giants in six years since they went to the playoffs. So uh, this team's rolling. We go from East Rutherford to Atlanta when the Steelers, 4-7 and seven Steelers rather, take on the 5-7 and seven Atlanta Falcons as we move forward. I'll start to mention records based on playoff implications. Um, the Falcons, or excuse me, the Pittsburgh is the away favorites at minus one. Who do you got? Yeah, I like Pittsburgh in this game. No Kyle Pitts for Atlanta. That's massive. And I think this Steeler team is, you know, they're taking their bumps and their bruises, right? They're taking their lumps. Uh, with Kenny Pickett, TJ Watts back. TJ Watts back. Uh, George Pickens is still uh, a young guy. So is, you know, uh, Najee Harris. So this team's kind of they got to find their way through. But I think they win one today on the road. That's a great point. You know, finding their way through is what Mike Tomlin's done. You know, so through his entire ro- career on on the road. I agree. Minus one, you got to take Steelers money line. We move forward to the Packers and the Bears battling in a battle of the NFC North. Packers are the away favorites at minus four. Who do you got here? Yeah, I hate to sound Both like Aaron records. Rodgers. Yeah, I hate to sound like Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers owns them. So I, I like the Packers in this game. It's Fields Day. He has statistically owned the Chicago Bears, not only with his play, but with his win-loss record. So I, I, I like I like the Green Bay Packers to come out in this one. And, uh, and find a way to get a W. It's a battle of four and sevens. Both teams playing pretty good football, and both teams coming off of a win. The Jaguars take on the Detroit Lions. Detroit is at minus one here as the home favorites. Who do you got? Yeah, Detroit's been a really – they're such a better team than the record indicates. I think we can finally say that. How good's um, Campbell? Uh, I think Dan Campbell's a good coach. I I'd really fight do. someone for him. And I would – yeah, I'd run through a brick wall for that guy. And that's, you know, that's one of the bigger – uh, talking points when you look for good coaches, and I, I think Campbell's a great guy. And you know what he got? I'm using bite as the analogy of him saying bite kneecap and stuff kneecaps. like that. I'm not biting people. Throw no, that out there. Please don't bite people, Mike Tyson. Um, but in this game, you know their defense. It's weird. Their defense is very spotty. Uh, occasionally they're good, not great. But their offense is fun, electric, and and great to be a part of. I'll take Detroit in this game at home. There's four good matchups this week, and one of the best right now is the Jets taking on the Vikings in Minnesota. Jets being 7-4, Minnesota being 9-2. Minnesota's the home favorite at minus three. What do you got? Yeah, I think at the beginning of the year, you would have thought this would be a bigger spread, especially if I told you that Minnesota was 9-2 and and playing at home. But we've seen Minnesota. Are they fraudulent? Maybe. Are they not? I, I don't know. 
I can't tell you. It's when they play the Cowboys, they get beat forty to three. You know, they get the the brakes beat off of them, and it's no fun for nobody. But um, listen, I expect this team to play a much better game, much closer game. I think the Jets' lack of explosive offense will keep will allow Minnesota to keep running the football throughout the game, which we obviously know they love to do. Dalvin Cook, but I Joel on the matchup I'm looking for, brother. Sauce Gardner and Justin Jefferson. There it is. Are we in for quite the treat on that one? It's going to be fun. Or will they hide Sauce? Will Sauce be on maybe an Adam Thielen? Maybe on a KJ Osborne? You know, who Sauce has been the primary guy to match up one-on-one, but DJ Reed's no scrub. It's I'm intrigued to see who Sauce actually is one-on-one with. If they if they hide Sauce Gardner, I'm coming on this podcast and ripping them a new one. DJ Reed's no scrub. I don't That's care I wanna, that he's no scrub. But it's, you tell you me. Know, maybe it's a left and right thing. Maybe it's a matchup thing. We'll see. You we, tell we'll see me Sauce soon. is the next Darrell Rivas. He better be guarding Justin Jefferson. And if you're a defensive-minded coach and you believe that, yes. But if you're a defensive-minded coach and understand he's a rookie, you don't want to get him exposed. There's things... Why you would want him to move him away? He's had a phenomenal season. Don't get me wrong. Jay Jettis is the best in the business right now. That's what I believe. So okay. we move forward to Tennessee Titans battling the Philadelphia. Oh wait, Eagles. I didn't even give a pick. Hold oh, on, I'll oh. take uh, I'll take Minnesota to win a squeaker at home. Oh, there it is. There it yep. is. We move on to the Tennessee Titans taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles are home and they're minus four and a half points as the home favorites. What do you got? I'll take the Eagles. I think the Eagles have looked great. I know Derrick Henry, you know, could help slow down the Eagles' offense uh, in terms of them just keeping possession. But uh, this is this is going to be the game they regret giving up AJ Brown for. Uh, and coincidentally, AJ Brown's playing in this game, so I think he's going to tear him apart, Joel's. And I, I like the Eagles to roll in this one. Now, the reason why we're doing a podcast in the car is because I was a little bit under the weather when we were supposed to do it this past week. And another team that has made me sick. Is the Denver Broncos offense. <laughs> so, so we move forward with the Denver Broncos <laughs> traveling to Baltimore. Baltimore has led for a lot of minutes despite their 7-4 and four record. Baltimore is now the 9.5 home favorites against the pitiful Broncos offense, the worst since the 2000 Browns. Who do you got? Yeah, I mean, who loses out in this scenario? I love Fan- the who do you fantasy, got trend, by the way. Fantasy owners. That's it. And, and that those are the only people that lose in this game. Uh, outside of Denver, because you know just that defense is so good. It's so much fun to watch, but this offense sucks. Now, before you make a pick for this game, do you think any of the Broncos' blame is on Nathaniel Hackett more or Russell Wilson more? I think it's on both of them. I really do. I'm not afraid to say that. I think you know Hackett's been awful as a coach, and he's probably going to get fired before year's end. But Russell Wilson hasn't looked anything special either, so... He's, uh, he's worried about the bathrooms in his house more than touchdowns. Now, we, we said we wanted to make amendments. We are going to get those out soon. But when a new ownership group comes in and the head coach wasn't hired by them, do you think this is a one-and-done for Nathaniel Hackett? I do. I do. I genuinely believe Nathaniel Hackett is gone after this year. Uh, you can't get rid of Russell, uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, I don't know why I was going to say Russell Westbrook. But you're not going to get rid of Russell Wilson. You owe him over $200 million the next couple of years. Look at the career trajectory, and Russell Westbrook and Russell Wilson are kind of on the same one. It's kind Ooh. of weird. Yeah, but one's got a championship, one doesn't. And, yeah, Westbrook's a phenomenal triple-double athlete. I'm not going to knock what he's done. But back to this game, I like Baltimore at home. Uh, they, they're gonna run, We know they're going to run the football for probably 150 yards. Nine and a half, though, it's a big number. Nine and a half is a big number, but this Denver team just can't score. And... Uh, so give me Baltimore in this one. Hit the nail on the head there. We move forward 
to the Deshaun Watson Cleveland Browns. Mind you, he's back now after a 12-week suspension. He takes on his former team in the pitiful 1-9-1 Houston Texans. Cleveland is the away favorite at minus 8. What do you got? Joel's, I don't do this very often, but I am making this pick as a fan, um, and I'm making this very deliberate. I hope that Houston wins this game by 100. I want Houston to win this game. I expect Houston to win this game uh, because Cleveland simply, on a moral ground basis, does not deserve to win this game. I share your sentiment of being disgusted with everything Deshaun Watson has done, with everything Cleveland's done to give him guaranteed money, but... If you step away from all the politics, all the, I'm not even going to call it antics, all the abuse Deshaun Watson has caused, do you think this Browns team is better than this Texans team? 100%. But we know wacky things happen every week. And, you know, we saw the upset of the Jaguars over the uh, Ravens last week, you know, on the, uh, while uh, Baltimore was on the road. So, you know, could it happen? Yeah. Is it going to happen? I don't know. Do I want it to happen? There's there a lot of people that want it to happen. You're darn right. And, Joel, the weird part is, we talked about this from the beginning. Houston, Houston was a part of this. Like they, they were a part of the scandal and everything, everything that went on, and yet somehow now, because they've given ten of the victims a suite for this game, he all of a sudden now Houston looks like the bright spot, and uh, you know I, uh, you know they're they're now sitting in a suite for this game. That's kind of weird. Like, I, I don't really know, but I, I Jolan, this has got to be my upset of the week. I agree. Uh, it's got to be Houston over Cleveland. I agree the NFL is super wacky. I agree that Texans players probably have a bit of a, a sour taste in their mouth from what Deshaun Watson has left them. Yep. I think if there's any get-right game for Houston, this is it. I move forward to a battle of the NFC West. We're way out west in L.A. as the Seattle Seahawks take on the 3-8 and eight defending champion Rams. It's the worst start to through 11 games for any defending champion. Seahawks are favored at six and a half points as the away team. What's going on here? Yeah, I would have thought at the beginning of this year, I would have said, you know, yeah, I think the Rams will take this one. This one should be a pretty easy one. And I think the Seahawks are kind of coming back down to earth, Joels, but I still think their run game and what Geno Smith is able to do. I know he had a few turnovers last week, uh, but I expect him to play better against this Rams team that is just – Downright struggling, man. They, they are. Can we agree, though, that Geno Smith, if he stays within the system, the Seahawks team can beat anyone? Even I, though they fell I, in from a little bit from, from base. Yeah, I would say so. I, their defense is a little suspect. I'm uh, worried about their run defense. But, you know, again, yeah, if Geno stays within the system and makes the right play, yeah, could they compete? Sure, absolutely. Uh, as Joel's, we see some Brian Dayball shirts flying around I see around a, here. a Prince of Mukamara jersey passing me, and Man, I have my jaws on the floor. If you had that on your bingo card, cash that one in for $1,000. This guy's a fan. <laughs> He's been through tumultuous times. Absolutely. But uh, getting back to the pod, yeah, man, it's it, it's uh, it's pretty wild, and we'll, we'll continue to take them on. What's going on here? <laughs> and everyone's bouncing around. What's going on here? We're recording the pod, my guy. The pod. Yeah, seemingly the uh, Commander fans have started to take over here, Joel's. Uh, shout out Patrick, uh, my brother's friend. We're having a great time. Fortunately, he is a Commanders fan, which has been unfortunately uh, been a little bit brutal. We forgot to talk about this: their mishandling of the Sean Taylor statue in air quotes, and I say statue because it was simply a mannequin. It also had, uh, coincidentally, mm, I don't know, checks notes, uh, soccer cleats on Sean Taylor's feet. It's just absolutely disgraceful, Joel's, and I, this organization it bothers me. It really does because it's just not it's just not okay. 
But uh, let's get back to the pod and let's keep moving forward. So do you think the Seahawks team can perform when they're off of their, their best? When they're back at home base, when they're at, let's say, even ground for their play style, are they a playoff team? Are they going to win football games? Joel's, I think the Seahawks team is a lot the Western, uh, co- the West Coast version of the team we're seeing today in the Giants. I think a lot of it is they're going to play close games and they're going to what's it called? And they are going to try to play to a point where you have to make one play to win the game and they're counting on making that play. So they their margin for error is so much smaller than other teams that it makes it hard to win a lot of football games and win late into December and into January. I mentioned there was four good matchups, and I continue with the Dolphins at the 49ers, this being the third. Dolphins are 8-3, 49ers are red hot, and 7-4. and four. Niners are home favorites at 4.5 points. Who do you got? Yeah, I like the Niners here at home. I do just – I think they're a playoff team, man. I think they're making a run. Uh, I think they're the team in the NFC that scares me the most if I had to pick one right now. So, you know, at the end of the day, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm not I'm not 100% sure, but I like the 49ers. NFC West is a bit up for grabs, but let the cards fall. I think the Niners land on top. They're too talented. We go to the fourth and final game that's important and what I would call the game of the week. The 9-2 Kansas City Chiefs travel to Cincinnati, Ohio to take on the 7-4 Bengals. Kansas City is the away favorite at two points. I'll say it again. Who do you got? Well, this is a tough one, Joel. They played two classics last year, uh, both, you know, one in the regular season in Cincinnati and the other in the postseason, I believe, at Arrowhead. So uh, Bengals won both of those games, I believe. Whoa. I believe the Chiefs have lost the last six to Cincinnati. So you mean to tell me Joe Burrow specifically is 2-0 against Patrick Mahomes? That is exactly what I'm telling you. Okay. So, so. this is it's very interesting, Joel. I, I don't know, but you, oh, this is so tough. Andy Reid teams are very well coached. I'll take Cincinnati in this game on the road. I, I just think they're playing well. Jamar Chase is coming back. I don't even care if he's limited. Justin Reed saying a couple of things. Justin Jamar Reed. Chase ammo. Yeah, man. I, he's not going to be guarding him. I called him Chamar. C H. Chamar. Jamar. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. I'll take I'll take Cincinnati. We move forward to a battle of the AFC West. The Los Angeles Chargers now six and five take on the Las Vegas Raiders, who are four and seven. Las Vegas surprisingly is the home favorite here at two and a half points. Mike Williams is out this game. Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen is healthy. Who do you got? Yeah, we'll do this in honor of Malt. Uh, he's riding the playoff train. I'll take take Vegas, man. Boo. Take Vegas, Josh man. Jacobs is not going to give you 300 every time. Are you do sure? You, do you believe in this Raiders team? I, I don't, but do, are you sure they won't give me 300 every game? So our initial projections for this Raiders team was certified playoffs. What do you think happened to make them – Kind of on the verge of a top pick. Yeah, I thought they lost some tough games. And, again, we talk about one-score games. It, it's that as the Chargers, right? Chargers have played in probably more one-score games the last six years than anybody ever. Ever. And so, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's hard. Sometimes those games go your way, like we're seeing the Giants this year, and sometimes they don't, it, you know, see the Chargers any other year. So uh, I think that's that's part of it, Joel's, and they just haven't gotten consistent play from their best guys. You know, I think they've needed – to be, you know, I think Derek Carr's had a good year. Uh, maybe not the leap everybody thought he'd have, uh, or the consistency, uh, depending on how you what you thought about him before. And the the Devontae Adams splash has not been that yet. You know, it hasn't been a splash yet. So, uh, who knows? 
I don't want to jump the gun yet in free agency, but the Las Vegas Raiders could save $30 million in cap space as the CBA goes up. If they cut Derek Carr before, I believe it's June 1st to July 1st, one of the summer days. But something to note, we will follow it, obviously. And another guy that's on the free agent market next year who's played an instrumental part on his team is Tony Pollard. Now, Sunday night, the 4-7-1 Indianapolis Colts take on the 8-3 and Cowboys. Cowboys are 10.5-point favorites. Who do you got, and is Tony Pollard the key to this team? Cowboys, by whatever the spread. I, I don't even care what the spread is. They'll take the Cowboys. Um, listen, they played good football, and, you know, until they play the Giant, you know, i got to be realistic about things, and I don't like this Colts team. I don't think they're very good. I don't you like don't Jeff Saturday I don't, being a line guy, improving this line already? No, I love Jeff Saturday. I don't like the team. And I think Paris Campbell let me down last week in fantasy, uh, so I'm probably still carrying a little bit away from that. Sour taste and, in uh, Sour taste, 100%. But, uh... Yeah, I don't like Indianapolis in this one, so give me Dallas. We got our final game Monday, December 5th. It's the 4-8 New Orleans Saints taking on the division opponents, the 5-6 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers are three-and-a-half-point home favorites. Again, who do you got? They need this one in the worst way, so I'll take Tampa Bay. But I would not be surprised if New Orleans won this football game. Uh, They own Tom Brady since he's come to Tampa. And we'll see if that rains out once again. They're they're the one team, Joel's that they just get relentless pressure on the guy, and they are after him all the time. So um, give me – I'll take Tampa at home, but don't be surprised if New Orleans pulls off the upset. Now that basically wraps up the NFL, but it's Sunday. We're recording a couple days late. That means college football Saturday is taking place. Football's not over. Give me what's going on in the college football world. Well, we're down past the conference championship game. So, Joel, we're going to find our outer top four here pretty soon. And it's shaking uh, up. It should be Georgia, Michigan, undisputed, no doubt, undefeated teams. One and two, uh, respectively? I, one and two, yep, respectively. I think, I still believe, even with their loss yesterday, TCU should be three and Ohio State should be four. Um, do not give me Alabama in this playoff, please. Uh, for goodness sake, no thanks. Well, you saw the one chart that had Clemson losing, TCU losing, Ohio State losing, so on and so forth. All those things came true. Why don't you see Alabama making this playoff still? Because I think it's a sham. I, I do. I believe Alabama lost twice. They lost to an LSU team that just lost to Texas A&M. So you're going to bash Ohio State for losing to Michigan uh, by 23. That's the second-best team in the country. And then you're going to bash TCU for losing a rematch game against Kansas State by a field goal in overtime. I just think, you know, Alabama's got two losses, right? Like, you know, no they've never put had... a two-loss two team in. Exactly. Um, and why should TCU be punished for playing that extra game? They Again, they didn't get blown out. They played a close game. They played to overtime, you know? And even replay says, you know, they may have scored a touchdown in overtime. You know, there's a lot of controversy around that. I don't think, to me, that shouldn't be enough to move them out. So, uh, I think that should be the top four, and uh, we'll go from there. Now, it's going to be a quicker show, obviously, so we are going to wrap up some important baseball news. NBA will get into more as the season progresses, obviously, 82 games. When it gets down to the wire, that's when that gets more interesting. But baseball started the free agency, and there's a tragedy in Queens, a tragedy in New York, a tragedy in the tri-state area, Goose. What's going on here? Jacob DeGrom has signed with the Texas Rangers for five years, 185 million with conditions to make it six years 222 million uh joel's listen the mets just weren't willing to go that length um i'm sad i'm, you know, I'm heartbroken uh, my mood has decreasingly got worse since i've started the segment and uh you know again i'm the mets weren't given an opportunity to match at the end which is unfortunate 
because uh, I think they probably would have. But you don't want to if you're but a lot, fan. But a lot of, yeah, but you know what, Joel's, that's, you know, that's Monday morning quarterback and this stuff. You know, everybody wanted the guy back. Everybody, you know, he when he's on, he's the best pitcher in baseball. When he gets a full offseason, he's even more dangerous, and he was getting all those things this offseason. So uh, I think it's a much bigger loss than necessarily a lot of people are giving it credit for. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like a coping mechanism where we're like, oh, we didn't even want that guy anyway. Um, so a lot of people act in that way, but, uh, it is what it is. And I, like I said, I don't think the Mets were going to pay him that kind of money. And, uh, you know, now they get to set their focus on Verlander, Rodon and you know, the whole gang. So, so yeah, I mean, what else we got going on from the parking lot? We'll uh, it for us right now. Yeah. Right? I'm just thinking about anything else that's going on. The devils are still a wagon. Um, Celtics playing great ball, best offensive ratings since I believe the Warriors a couple years ago. So we're up. Yeah, and Kyrie's kept his name out of the media for a little while, so that's good. Which and, no news uh, is good news here. Right, 100%. So, yeah, Joel's. I think that's probably about it for us in terms of uh, the podcast today. We're going to have to get back out. We've got some burgers coming up on the grill. And it might not be our best work, but we had to get it in. This is good. It's our first live show together. So it's been fun, man. It's been a really good time. It's been an absolute blast. We're going to have a lot of fun out here, and hopefully the Giants cop a W. Uh, that would be nice. But like I said, we've got some burgers on the grill. So, Joel's, uh people can reach me on Twitter and Instagram, at Goose on the Mic. Uh, so that should be pretty easy to follow to figure out. Uh, where might the people be able to find you and or the podcast? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at good old Joel's. You can follow our Instagram at aired and our Twitter at podcast aired out. Any questions, comments, concerns, you can feel free to reach us at those. And yeah, man, we're at MetLife. We're going to have some fun, a little more drinking, a little more food. And game time. This is playoffs for the Giants starting week 13. Yeah, baby. Let's have some fun with it. And, uh, again, that's going to do it for episode 74. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we can't do it without you. Uh, and we're getting to that, uh, we're getting to, you know, 75 next week, Joel. That's three-quarters of the way to 100. We're up there, we're, man. We're busting and we're rolling. So, until next week, until week 13 in the NFL, Joel's or week 14, whatever the heck it may be. Uh, until episode 75. Now, I don't have a book, so I'll end it on this. There are big ships, there are small ships, there are ships that sail the sea, but there's no ship like a friendship. So here's to you and me.